My name is Scott Coleman, and I'm an OG Hundy P. This OG Hundy P Spotlight episode of Humble and Fred is proudly brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Palma Pasta, evnet.ca, airinventures.com, and archidec.com. Nice to meet you, Scott. Nice to meet you. Whereabouts in the universe do we find you today? Are you in the uh, greater Toronto area? Yep, live in Ajax, Ontario. Okay, close. Okay, so <laughs> earlier today, I've done a bunch of these today, and I did an episode with uh, a gentleman named Gord, and Gord's okay. in Toronto, and I believe Gord was the first OG Hundy P I spoke to who lived in the actual 416. Okay. But you're, you're close, Ajax. Uh, you can reach yeah. out. Home of some 41. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Is that a good thing? Or uh, are you proud of that fact? Uh, well, uh, I'm a little bit old. I'm quite a bit older than they are. But I mean, uh, yep, they were, they were certainly big in the town during the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. And he was married to Avril Lavigne. She was. And even occasionally as you're driving around town, um, some of their parents have uh, car license plates, personalized license plates that say like some 41 mom and things like that. So occasionally you'll see them uh, around town, the parents of. Well, some 41 is a band that was played often uh, on 102.1, the edge. I'm curious, yeah. did you Scott listen to humble and Fred on 102.1? I did not. I, um, I knew of them. I, you know, by the, I think when they came on, I had just finished university I was aware of them. I, uh, one of my good friends actually was, she doesn't listen to the podcast now, oddly enough, but she was a big fan of them, used to call them all the time and used to talk about them. So I knew of them, but I didn't get into them until after they left CFNY. But Scott, what were you listening to at the time? What, you mean when they were on CFNY? Yeah, like, like during, so, so Humble and Fred are the morning show on 102.1 from 1989 to 2001. What was your morning show at that time? I didn't have one. Uh, You know, I started, when I got into my kind of late 20s, I started listening to talk radio at that point. Uh, My work schedule is such that, you know, I wasn't up really early. I worked kind of from mid-morning till the late evening. And so, but, you know, when I got married and then had a child and I was maturing a little bit. I started initially listening to uh, CFRB and a couple of the other radio stations. And then it was when they got on to Mojo that I was like, you know what, I should give these two guys a chance. And I started listening to them, um, not every day, but, but uh, anytime I was in the car driving around, I was listening to them on Mojo. Talk radio for guys. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I remember Mojo Radio. Uh, rest in peace, Andrew Crystal. Yep. Now, okay, so you're the, you're with them during the 640 era, but did you follow Humble and Fred to Mix 99.9? No, I did not. 
That's okay, because we've already established that uh, you're not really listening to music radio at this time. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I kept on with my, mostly mostly CFRB, and um, I mean, there were a different station back then, and then, of course, changed into News Talk 1010, but just um, Mojo was a nice distraction early in the morning to listen to that. I wasn't really listening to you know the morning show on CFRB either. It was just Mojo, I was listening to them. But then as the, the morning show started, I really got into Jim Richards and people like that. And uh, yeah. so the talk radio became a real interest to me. All right. Now, if we fast forward a little bit, let's fast forward to before I fast forward to 2011. Let's go to 2006. Were okay. you at all aware of the one-off podcast that Humble and Fred were recording between 2006 and 2011? No, not uh, no idea about it. No idea. But how did you learn about the current iteration that started in October 2011? Well, I, th- I, I think like a few people and it's that I've heard mentioned on, on this podcast, and it, it's funny how much influence has had, but I was just getting into podcasts. I had a couple of friends who were listening to them, and I was asking for some recommendations. And I'll get into that in a bit. But I <laughs> uh, went over to my sister's place one day. The Saturday Star was there, and I saw the VNA, VJ or... Menon, uh, Menon. and I read that and I was like, this is, oh, I'm so glad because I, you know, I'd only listened to them for maybe a year. Right. I was really looking forward to listening to them again and, you know, went home that afternoon. Uh, you probably know the timeline a little bit better, but they might have done one or two or three podcasts at that point. And yep, subscribed and um, yep, Hundy P completely ever since. Amazing. Amazing. That's over 11 years ago. So you're very early on in the run. You discover the show, maybe a few episodes in, you can go back and catch up super, super quickly. And you, yeah. you've been, you've heard, like, I won't count the best ofs, but other than that, uh, is it safe to say you've heard every episode of Humble and Fred? Oh, I've not missed one. I, I, wow. I've heard every single one. There, yeah, the specials. And I think I think initially I started listening to the best ofs, but um, it was nothing. It was nothing against them. It's just it wasn't kind of, as you know, fresh. It wasn't a fresh podcast. So right. I listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, that's the, the humble and Fred is the top of my list. So, but when I can. You know, to be honest, it's even nice kind of having the odd Friday off when I can get caught up on my other ones. So, right. no, I never listened to the, the, re, the re-aired ones. You know, I don't blame you at all. Like, actually, philosophically, like, I don't actually believe in best ofs for podcasts. Like, <laughs> let's face it. It's, how do I say this uh, without having to edit it? But it's a, uh, it's for the sponsors more than it is for the right. listeners. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and I kind of grasp that as well. Now, that's amazing, firstly, and that's why you're an OG Hundy P. But you mentioned you listen to a lot of podcasts. So Humble and Fred is number one with a bullet, but maybe uh, give us the top five after Humble and Fred, if you don't mind. Shout out other podcasts you listen to. Yeah, I mean, the, the big ones, and I know they maybe four or five years ago when they were talking about podcasting, they were kind of poo-pooing them a bit. But I mean... Humble and Fred is, is is number one, but I still need a little bit of my news. So I'm big into after Humble and Fred, the CBC, you know, the current, um, 
the front burner and there's uh, the one in the evening. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's on an internet. As it, oh, okay, the as it happens is as it happens, yeah, the evening one. Yes, very good. Yeah. So I mean, I've got those three. Uh, I think, as I mentioned earlier, a friend of mine recommended a few. I got into here's the thing with Alec Baldwin, and still listen to that. But um, I, 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 am I correct that he has he has not recorded anything since the incident? I'm pretty sure he has now. Like, do you know what? There's there's never a mention of it, but I'm pretty like okay. they are replaying some stuff. Oh, they're replaying. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure that yeah. a few of them that he's done lately may be new. Okay, that's news to me because my understanding was it was sort of a dormant podcast that hadn't been uh, updated in uh, you know since before the uh, shooting incident on set. And, and I've never looked into it, but sure. I, I've questioned it myself as I've been listening to it, and right. my gut tells me that they are recent. Okay, okay. Uh, shout out a couple more here because I, I love talking to podcast fans. Um, yeah. Uh, through Humble and Fred got into um, the Smart Lists and the Fly on the Wall, so I, I listened to those. Um I listened to, I got into a little bit of history stuff as well. I mean, uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to Humble and Fred at home, and I listen to it if I can, and I do 95% of the time the day of. But I'm also a, a long-distance runner, and so I'm running about maybe 10 or 12 hours a week uh, all totaled. And so I like um, all the CBC ones, um, yeah. And then I got into the office ladies. I got into um, Freakonomics. Actually, Freakonomics was an early one as well, one of the sure. first few. And then I got into a few history ones. And there's one, there's one in um, out of it's not like by the BBC, but it's called The Rest Is History. And they uh, it's British historians talking about various things. You know, as as recent as like the history of Ronald Reagan. Okay. It was the past few, but they'll go back to World War II, World War One. So, um, oh, and and I'm just looking just now at my thing. I love the uh, Jeff and Julie move to France. Um, I've been to that part of France or near it once before. And um, that one actually it, it kind of started off the first couple of episodes slowly for me, but I love it. I think that those two are, are very good. Okay. And Aging with Energy, I've got that one too. Well, good. Those, those two are in the uh, Humble and Fred family. That's right. <laughs> amazing, Scott. Amazing. Okay. Wow. What is the uh, podcast app of choice for you? Yeah, for me, it's iTunes. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm a bit of a technophobe, and I just, what I've had the whole time, I, uh, I download it all on iTunes. Nothing. And, I, and then I put them on, like, I don't listen to them on my phone. I run with just one of the little iPod Nanos. And so I can fill that thing up and, uh, Go running, stick that in my in oh, my ball cap. So am I right? You're you're literally downloading the MP3, and then you're uh, maybe via yeah. USB, you're putting the MP3 on the Nano. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's so you're kicking in, it old school. I am. Okay, good for you. I no shame in that game either. Uh, I mean, for a long time, you know, I always thought just just give me the MP3. But uh, then when huh. when the uh, phone started throwing like eight to ten gigs at you, you realized, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have data on my phone. I, I try not to use my phone. I'm not one who uses it. I, I use it as little as possible. And then running with it, I mean, right. years ago, I tried running with the phone. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so the little iPods are, are great for that. And um, 
yeah, they're still lasting, which is good. Well, when you said you run long distance, does that mean you run marathons? Or are we talking even longer than that? Are we talking marathons? Uh, I, I have run, like I, I used to run marathons. And then about 20 years ago, I got into trail running, which kind of led into ultra marathons. I've never run anything longer than 50. But um, every, you know, every Saturday I'm out running 20, 25. Amazing. And then, um, and then another 15 or 13 on Sundays and a daily run of, of 10K. So, yeah, I'm running six days a week. Good and like you, you um, yeah. I actually run more in the winter, uh, trail running up in Durham Forest in Uxbridge. But in the summer, it's half running, half cycling. I, I do a lot of cycling. All right, good for you. Got to keep in shape. The only difference is I, I don't listen to podcasts when I cycle. I, I hopefully like you to maybe play it safe. I got my lawyer wants me to refrain from answering that question, <laughs> so I'm going to move on here. Uh, absolutely. So, by the way, I think iTunes rebranded as Apple Podcasts, right? This is uh, formerly known as iTunes, but that's it, right. Yeah. They, uh, they got rid of that iTunes uh, moniker. Now, okay, it sounds like you keep very, very current. Have you ever tuned into the live Facebook stream? I did when they, yep, when they first went on. And that actually is more, I'm a teacher, so I'm okay. off in the summers. And so there are occasions, yeah, when, um, again, again I'm, I'm used to listening to Dumble and Fred in the evening, but yeah, I'll get up. And, and I'm usually catching it maybe halfway through, but I've certainly seen, you know, 20, 30 of them, I have followed them live, especially when um, they first came on on the Facebook stream and there were guests or maybe even, um, well, like seeing Phil and things like that. Like I I knew Humble and Fred well, but you want to put a face to the the regular guests and that. And so it was fun to turn them on and, and, uh, and see what these people look like and things like that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Have you supported a sponsor or two over the past uh, 11 years? Yeah, listen to a few of your other, you know, OGs. Um, I haven't been to any of the shows or anything like that. Certainly the wine one, the beer, like anything alcohol I did. I think the one that sticks out the most was um, I had a a niece who at one point mentioned that some of this came up in conversation that she uses a stool when she's uh, doing her stools on the toilet. Then I said, I've got the gift for you. And I immediately went out to uh, one of the local stores, picked up a uh, squatty potty. And I mean, gosh, that was probably four or five years ago. She's taken that thing off to university with her. She, she uses that thing religiously. She loves her squatty potty. So <laughs> humble and Fred party. enhanced, enhanced her life. They did. <laughs> that's so long ago. That's back when Humble and Fred had interns, because I remember the uh, Squatty Potty song. That's right. So it's been a while. I think that's one thing I'll say is that the uh, the move to Zoom sort of cost Humble and Fred the interns, because they learned very quickly in the Zoom era that it was uh, more trouble than it's worth to have uh, interns. It, it's different when you're you in know, the like- studio. Yeah, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I mean, like that, their last few or something, and that one guy who did the uh, the imitations. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I that was Shoes. those were ones that I played for other people. I, I mean, I laughed out loud a lot listening to Humble and Fred, but those ones when he was going off on his imitations, I had tears rolling down my face. It was painful. You know, I can take. 
I could take credit for that because I was I was speaking to a Humber College class and he was one of the students. And then after okay. after so I did this just speaking about podcasting. And then afterwards, the teacher and that gentleman met with me and asked me about like I think some internship. And then I said, as it happens, I produce a show for Humble and Fred, and they are looking for a new intern. And then I made the introduction between that gentleman and uh, Humble and Fred. So. There you go. But it was it was uh, entertaining, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, interns, like uh, being an OG, I mean, it was, it was always a bit disappointing when some of the the, the, the programmers, Eileen and um, sorry that I forget her name, but what's her name after that? And then Phil, I mean, they, they were a big part of the show. I still love the show just as much, but sometimes having that third voice, uh, Kelly Cotrera back in the beginning, and, and I know you were there near the beginning as well, was... They were valuable. Um, the show isn't lost without them. I think that uh, the interns and the and the programmers and that just added that, just added something extra. Just the kind of icing on the cake, maybe. It, particularly when they were all in the same room, right? Like that's I, right. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And then and I yeah, of course I remember. Do you remember the very first producer of Humble and Fred? On the the current iteration of the podcast, I should point out. <laughs> The very first, what was it, you? No, no. Uh, I was never given that title till like November 2019. I was always oh, okay. the technical producer. But the first, his name is Jason Kinder. So right. there, there was a guy named Jason. I always thought he looked a bit like John Tesh. But Jason Kinder, okay. then, there, then as you mentioned, Eileen Ogden-Ross, who was there for quite a while. And then it was Amanda was Barker. Yeah. Amanda Barker, yeah. Amanda Barker. And then... Post Amanda Barker was I took over for Amanda Barker, but the, of course concurrent to that was of course Phil Hong, who was yeah. uh, I guess he was also he was a technical producer. So his primary he was great. We all love Phil. Uh, I I've been trying to book Phil on Humble and Fred, but he doesn't return my emails. But his primary <laughs> core duty was to duty. That now I'm gonna giggle. But his core duty taking out the swears for radio, <laughs> taking out the swears for radio. And we all know yeah. what happened uh, a few years back. We uh, we quit radio, and there was no longer a need to get rid of the swears. Yeah, and and now that you mentioned, like the just as a discussion point from the switch to radio, I mean, um, I do like the time length of it now. The kind of hour forty, hour fifty is not that two and a half hours was too long. I like I said, I listened to every minute of it. But mm-hmm. when they were doing the radio show in Kingston and kind of doing that and then they talk even more and I mean those were long shows right um, and they were great I do I think they've they've really nailed down the time frame now which is good absolutely that whole Kingston experiment was supposed to be the uh, the launch of a syndicated Humble and Fred across the Rogers network mm-hmm. and basically I think they basically did that exact model but they just said oh we'll use Roz and Mocha instead right <laughs> so I right. think I think it actually happened Okay, great. So, uh, have you ever been? Did I ask you if you've ever been to an event? No. Have you ever been to a? Yeah, humble- I, was kind of, I was kind of hinting at it. I've I've not been to one. Okay. Um, almost like Fred, I'm not somebody who goes downtown very often. So, <laughs> I've I've thought about it. I, like I've um, I think the closest I've come to any kind of contact with them is mm-hmm. they have read a couple of my emails, out on uh, a couple times. You know, sure. um, answered a few questions, kind of things that they had, and posted stuff to them. But I've never met them. No. 
But when we uh, do get back to in-person events, uh, I know you said you, you don't want to go downtown, but I can tell you that uh, Islington and Queensway is definitely not downtown. Maybe we can get right. you out to an event there. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to. I, it's but you're in Ajax. Things. I'm doing the math now, and I almost dread the, uh, the you're crawling across the 401 or something. But oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're a teacher, so we'll have to do that in the summer. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, we'll see what we can do for you, Scott. Okay, this is the big moment. I'm going to back away from the microphone. If you could leave a message here with me right now for Humble and Fred, what would you say to them? Yeah, what I was, uh, and I thought a little bit about this, is that um, I want them to know how appreciated they are for their show. I know not so much lately, but in the past, they've been a little bit self-deprecating and. not they do it in a humorous way and they do it to be funny, but they, at one point they kind of got a little bit uh, too self-deprecating and fortunately some other people picked up the slack, but they, for me, what I was going to say is, listen, like when I'm driving home or I often, I, I run right after school. So when I get home, I'm thinking, I can't wait to turn on Humble and Fred and I look forward to it in that hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is. Uh, while I'm making dinner or eating dinner, it's really, it's one of the highlights of my day from Monday to Thursday. Now I look forward to it. And um, I think what it kind of leads to is a, I'm going to miss them when they're eventually gone and they will be. But when they went through that period of, you know, should we keep doing this? And there's anybody listening to us. I'm thinking, you know what? I like, I literally love listening to it every day. I, I, I can't wait to turn it on. And I always thought, isn't it nice that some people, and now they're hearing it from me now um, that they're hearing that. Yeah, they are appreciated. They do a great job. They're great on the radio. And they, they put that little smile in, uh, at the end of the day when either it's been a rough day or a sad day or a bad day, whatever. I look forward to it. This OG Hundy P episode of Humble and Fred was proudly brought to you by Bodog. The Chambers Plan, The Retirement Sherpa, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, AaronVentures.com, and Arcadec.com. I'm Toronto Mike. You can follow me on Twitter, I'm at Toronto Mike. You can visit my blog, torontomike.com, or you can subscribe to my podcast, Toronto Miked. Peace and love. <laughs>